Hello, and welcome to The Great Regression. My name is Ashton Davis. And I'm Haley McCory. And in this episode, we are going to discuss the former emo YouTube collaboration channel called My Digital Escape, along with the rise and fall of the now infamous Brian Stars. My Digital Escape, or MDE, was made up of seven YouTubers. Johnny Gilbert, Alex... Dormay? Dormay? Okay, it's always been an issue for me. (laughs) Um, Kyle David Hall, Jordan Sweeto, Jaden Well, which he he is now known as Luke Well, but just for the sake of consistency in our research, we're going to be referring to him as Jaden. Shannon Taylor, and last and least, (laughs) Brian O'Dell, which is so weird, (laughs) but most of y'all would know him as Brian Stars. The channel gained a good amount of popularity in its pretty short run on the platform, reaching 800,000 subscribers and 100 million views at one point, according to Wikipedia. The group was mainly popular in emo and scene culture, and they even had appearances at Warped Tour. But, before we get too in-depth on the whole group, we need to discuss Brian Stars and how My Digital Escape came to be because of him. The Cozy Representative has an amazing video on the rise and fall of Brian Stars, so we definitely suggest watching that video if you get the chance, because he goes more into detail about Brian's career, career than we will. So if you want to know more about that, check him out. We give him credit for helping us with our research, but we want to focus more on how Brian came to be and how he created and destroyed MDE. Brian was best known for his interviews on his personal YouTube channel, where he mainly interviewed members from bands in the scene, emo, heavy metal, and rock scenes. He interviewed bands such as Pierce the Veil, Blackfell Brides, Sleeping with Sirens, Blood on the Dance Floor, We Are the In Crowd, Memphis Mayfire, and Motionless and White, as well as bands like Three Days Grace, Korn, Slipknot, Papa Roach, Avenged Sevenfold, and Creed. Honestly, the list is huge and impressive. Not only were these interviews popular because of the unique, mostly silly, and off-the-rails questions he was asking, but also because of his look. It was pretty funny to see this dorky-looking, curly-headed kid who wore nothing but Aeropostale interviewing these heavily tatted metalcore musicians. He stood out among the rest of the interviewers out there and made some really enjoyable and funny content for emo and rock fans everywhere. What was your favorite Brian Starr's interview back in the day? I know the one. Ooh, the so, one. So, uh, well, he did, I think it was his third interview with... Um, Asking Alexandria, because he had okay. multiple with Asking Alexandria. Yeah. And there was one where he only had Ben and James from mm-hmm. Asking Alexandria. Yeah. And I think it's just because, watching back on it now, I think it's because Ben and James were, like, very known for having, like, sexual humor. Yeah. And so they matched Brian's energy yeah. enough where they kind of honestly overpowered him. It was the only interview I'd really seen where looked like Brian was uncomfortable <laughs> and maybe that's what I liked about it yeah but um it I, I watched it the other day and it was just as funny as it was when I had first listened to it yeah I don't remember watching that it's been a long time since I watched any of his videos I meant to watch them before this but time would not allow but I the ones I vividly remember are the ones he always did with Blackfell Bride specifically Andy because of the paper eating do you remember that Andy would yes. always eat paper, yes. and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Every time Brian had, like, a sheet of paper, Andy would take it and eat it. <laughs> he would literally sit there and swallow it. I thought it was crazy, but that's really He's all I so remember. He's so quirky and so funny. Oh, I know. He, he eats, eats paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of man. I need a man who eats paper. Eats his greenies, eats his Wheaties, and eats his paper. Exactly. 
um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I liked his interviews that he did with uh, Damon Fizzy just because I love Damon Fizzy. Yeah. Um, I don't remember them much. They were they were pretty good. Um, well, that's as the well thing. as his videos were always like his interviews were always so entertaining. Yeah, because I mean, th- as we said before, he would ask questions that like I, other interviewers would not ask, and so right. I was able to see different sides of these bands that I adore so much. I mean, can you think about the amount of memes that came from Brian Starr's interviews so because many. of what band members would so say? So many, so many. I feel like that was like the peak of emo memes and stuff at the time because he got them to say stuff that we don't get this or you know would ask them stuff that we don't usually hear from them you know it's like it was unique and it was fun to see our favorite people like answering these goofy questions like what is your porn star name and stuff like that you know yeah because you know i always wanted to know what would their porn star name be? i know it was clawing at me you know (laughs) it would keep me up at night i had to know but one of the most memorable interviews Brian Stars did was a second Never Shout Never interview in 2012. <laughs> we all know it. During the interview, the band members all seemed pretty hostile after Christopher Drew brought up a previous video Brian had made titled R.I.P. Never Shout Never. As the cozy representative stated in his video, it was a clickbait title because all Brian talked about was how Christopher Drew was thinking of renaming the band. Even so, the band took the title as an attempt to spread a rumor of them breaking up and the interview was off to a very uncomfortable start. Between half-hearted answers, awkward silence, and even comments on how Brian's questions weren't, quote, real, it was a hard video to watch. Around the end of the interview, however, is when it gets tense. Um, I gotta ask, because I drove seven hours for this interview, but are you, are you mad at me because of the rest in peace, never shot, never video, or that one in particular? Dude, I'm not mad at you, man. I just, you know, I like people being real, and I like people... Well, you mean, know, it, I, I honestly—it seems, seems like you are trying to make a mockery of all the bands that you're interviewing. You know, and and really, we're you know, especially whenever somebody's passionate and being true to their art and true to their heart. I mean, being making a mockery of that, dude, is it's really blasphemous. I think that's un- like how. What am I doing? I mean, just these questions are are ridiculous, dude. We don't really want to talk about those type of things. We want to talk about our art and what we're doing. We're in the studio right now, and that's that's what we've been doing, you know? And that's what we want to talk about is because this is a, a music interview, you know? And we, we be, are musicians. To and be fair, though, I have put my passion and my heart and soul and traveled all over the country and poured thousands of hours of my time into this. I've interviewed hundreds of bands, and every other artist I've had on the show loves being on the show. And the interview we did, your fans love. You should sure, read the comments. That was, that was really great. No, I saw the interview and I thought it was super amazing, but you, you know, did? I just There's yeah. similar questions. Yeah, but the thing is is, you know, these guys don't appreciate questions that are bullshit because these guys are real musicians. I don't know if you know that. And I, it seems like all the, focus said they on, all the focus is on me too whenever this is a three-piece band, and I don't appreciate that because it's awkward for me. I've asked him two questions and he hasn't given me an answer. Well, because you've been you've been weird about it, man. Uh, if, you, if you give me a chance, I will I will do it, but I need it's, it's got to go both ways. Hey, man, I've been real with you, dude, and that's all that you can ask for from me. And realness isn't always just happy-go-lucky questions or answers, you know? It's, it's, it's real shit, you know? And if you want to be a part of that real shit, you can, or you can, you know, keep being a joke, you know? It's up to you. But after that, um, Brian tries asking a serious question to one of the band members, gets a pretty awkward response, and then Christopher Drew tells them that they should wrap it up with a few more harsh criticisms as a parting gift. Obviously, after this was posted, almost everyone was sticking up for Brian and was extremely mad at Christopher Drew. 
members from other bands included, such as Andy Biersack and Kellen Quinn. In Attila's song, Call Out, Chris Fronzak sings, His name is Christopher Drew. How can you talk down on your biggest fan? Your career is on the way to the garbage can. In the end, Christopher Drew apologized via a tweet that read, I was on acid. I'm sorry for the way I treated you, at Brian Stars. It all came out wrong. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about our opinions on the situation, <laughs> because, I mean... I know, at least for me, I I was there when it happened. Like, that yeah. was... that was. I remember it vividly. Yeah, it was crazy. And at the time, you know, being, I think, 12 or 13, I completely thought that Christopher Drew was a dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I did, too. I was so mad at him. I was like, I can't believe, like, this is the guy who sings Trouble and he's acting like this to someone, you know? Like, yeah. what? That's so, like... Like, you're a dork, and you're coming at this guy. Come on. Yeah, what, what gives you the right to? And it, it did it did really make me upset because, you know, his Brian Starr's interviews were about asking the questions that all the other interviewers don't ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, Never Shout Never could have gone to any other interview. And, right. you know, and another thing was when, and I still kind of feel this way, regardless of who Brian is as a person, um that I, he was kind of making fun of other musicians as well, being like, well, we're real musicians. We, we yeah. answer real questions. And it's like, yeah, you are, but y'all are also people. And that's what the yeah. fans want to know. No, is, exactly. You know, who you are as people. Yeah. And my thing too was like, once again, putting aside how we feel about Brian now, uh, how Brian said, like, you know, we had that interview interview before and your fans loved it. And it was the same type of questions, you know, and yeah. even Christopher Drew admitted he loved that interview and it was the same type. It's just weird. And also to, like, be like, these guys are real musicians. I don't know if you know that. Like, they were being rude to him the whole time. I don't care if they're real musicians, you know? Like, especially, I don't know their names. But that guy on the, um, I think he was on the left, who kept, like, ignoring Brian's questions altogether. It was just so rude. And you could tell the, you know, like Brian said, he traveled seven hours for that interview. And he has put his passion into this and, you know, put a lot of effort into it. And to treat him like that, like, he's a professional, too, at this point. Yeah. So you can't treat him that way. And another thing is, like, you know, a a mature band would have, you know, gone through the interview, done the best that you can, try not to make any, you know, a a stir of it. Yeah. And then at the end, talk shit about him behind his back. Right. Honestly, (laughs) Yeah, it's much easier. And you don't ruin your reputation by doing that. Yeah. So that was, uh, I remember when that happened. That was so dramatic. Um, Little did, little did. Any of us know, though, Chris Verdue was kind of on the dot, you know? Yeah, well, because, you know, coming from what we know now, this is why I wanted to talk about it, is my opinion has changed ever so slightly because yeah. some of the questions you could tell, especially for, like, female-fronted bands or stuff like that, mm-hmm. those sexual questions aren't going to go over well with everybody. Not everybody mm-hmm. talks like that or no. wants to be known for talking like that. And mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, can, I could see Christopher Drew's side of, you know, these... these ridiculously sexual inappropriate questions to somebody who has a primarily you know underage fan base yeah. and um which of course we just ate it up i mean it's it's we a didn't taboo topic and yeah our favorite band members are talking about it yeah it was only it's only weird now just because we know what brian stars has done and it's like a pattern with him to ask those kind of you know along that topic he loves the sexual like weird stuff which we'll get into in a minute i'm not gonna go to into detail right now but it's just like you know that's how he was and like at the time it wasn't weird but like no looking back now and knowing what you know he's put people through it's weird yeah yeah so i i 
I forgive Christopher Drew. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in I conclusion, do too. I, was, I, I do it, see where he was coming yeah. from. The way that he approached it is definitely, I guess, I, I'm surprised because apparently he was on acid and that's like why yeah, he... Um, which I think is so funny. He, apparently he also got a, um, a marijuana drug charge that same night did and he? For, yeah a video that i was watching said that he did oh. so i'm you know that's that's, that's just huh. me saying it it's something that yeah. i saw on the internet take that with a grain of salt but um i'm just gonna say i'm impressed by how well he was able to even speak <laughs> being, yeah. being on acid so go him for that yeah but during the next couple of years brian continued his interviews with much success but was slowly becoming burnt out this is when my digital escape came to be and 2014, Brian posted a video announcing his new project, My Digital Escape, where he stated it was going to be a collab channel with six other YouTubers and they would each upload one video a week. While the channel was initially popular because of Brian's previous fame, MDE continued to grow because of the six other members who had the traditional quote-unquote scene look. Most videos on this channel ranged from 10 minutes to sometimes 2 minutes and were often related to emo bands and various challenges. A particularly weird characteristic of the videos, however, were how sexual they often were. Mm -hmm. Videos were titled, My Roommate is Addicted to Porn, My Crazy Sex Story, How to Have Sex, or Taking Off Our Clothes. And yes, these are actual videos titled on the MDE channel. Mm -hmm. What made these videos so weird, though, was the fact that most of the members on this channel were underage at the time. Johnny Gilbert, at age 16 or 17, was featured in videos titled like, Three Boys, One Bed. Not only that, but a majority of the fans of MDE were underage themselves. I know I was underage. Yeah, I had to I have been like, like 14, 15 probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. If that. Yeah. I mean, I know that I had the other members from my digital escape I had known about since I was at least 13. Yeah. And they were not known for this type of content mm -mm. before my digital escape. And Brian also wasn't known for this type of content, which... No. It was just weird altogether. And yeah. like... I think it was the cozy representative once again uh, that was talking about how like you know Brian started posting these weird like basic YouTube videos you know like challenge videos like yeah. in the midst of his interview vid videos you know with Johnny Gilbert and stuff and it was just like everyone was like what is this you yeah. know and I remember seeing those videos and thinking at first when it was just Brian doing videos mm -hmm. I was not interested no I was because I, I, I never watched. Brian's videos for Brian I watched exactly. him for the I didn't care about people Brian. that he was interviewing exactly. or the people that he was with I mean I honestly didn't really think of Brian as like a, a good youtuber or I anything didn't, yeah, like, like that you said, you I know? didn't care much about him he had nothing no. to offer me I did like I mean like we say before it was kind of fun his dynamic with you know the people he was interviewing because he how he looked and how he acted and stuff compared to these people but like yeah, you can't get that anywhere else. No, it was different. But, like, when it came to him, I didn't care. So to yeah. see, like, and it's, it was also, I mean, it was already a weird dynamic to see him with these people he was interviewing. But then to see MD come about, and it was, like, him with all these, like, typical scene, you know, YouTubers. It was just a weird, like, what are you doing here? And he was one of the oldest there, too, which was weird. But, yeah, I mean, I just found it really crazy that... uh he was doing those type of videos mm -hmm. that um, they were so... Well, at the time, I enjoyed the 
like sexual content of the videos because that's all I would talk about yeah. as like a 14 year old. It's just what you like, think is cool at the time. Yeah, it's just you finding out all the stuff about sex and whatever and so that's what you talk about with friends. That's the jokes you make. You know, yeah. you want to make the harshest jokes possible whether it be offensive or sexual. Yeah. And um, Brian truly picked up on that. Oh, he did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is said everywhere, especially in like, you know, just movie industry, whatever, but sex sells. And Brian knew that and he took advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, he 100% did. And um, yeah, I just, but I also like looking back on the videos now. Oh, I cannot, I cannot make myself, because I was watching, rewatching a lot of their videos uh, just because I was in a phase and I had to, I missed them, you know? Yeah. But I would skip over every video that had any sort of, like, hint at a sexual title. I cannot do it. Especially no. knowing how young they were, knowing how uncomfortable they were now. Yeah, you know? I can like, I can pick up on that body language now. Back then, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it at all. I, I just realized. thought it was a bunch of friends just talking, you know? Yeah, but looking back, you can see truly how it just, no one wants to be there. Except yeah. Brian. Yeah. Brian, just, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. But I, I do miss, like... I miss the feeling of when I used to watch them back in the day. I used to love them. And I still do, but not as not in the same light as I used to. No, we have more information now and it's just a completely different perception of those mm -hmm. videos and you know the channel itself. Yeah. And and it's sad. But obviously <laughs> one of Brian Starr's most obvious characteristics was his look. Mm -hmm. He did not have the scene look that the rest of the My Digital Escape members had. And that's what he was known for so early in his career. Mm -hmm. The Coast representative in his video about Brian Stars states that his look was part of his charm and how it was naturally him. Like we stated earlier, he was the nerdy, Aeropostale-wearing kid interviewing and hanging out with tatted, seamed hair, skinny jeans, metal artist. And Brian wasn't trying to be different. He was just himself. Yet, once MDE came around, Brian started to try and fit in with his scene counterparts. He started growing out his hair, straightening it until it was fried, and wearing band shirts. During this transition, he also st started his, I would say arguably, but it's not arguably, pretty horrible <laughs> music career. Honestly, it was pretty jarring to see it happen. Yeah, I, see, we keep mentioning the cozy representative, but he just said it so well, and just like, we're not trying to, we're not the people to bash on people's looks. It no. was just the circumstances in which this happened no you can tell that it's so forced and fake it's because so why forced. would you go through a transition when you're like what he was like 25 or something he was older than that oh really like, i'm pretty right. sure yeah just, it was weird to see him go through this change I, the minute he started hanging out with these people it was weird and it made me like second guess him it made me be like what is he doing that's the first cringe experience that I had with <laughs> first Brian. Cr yeah. First cringe experience. That I had with Brian Stars was I remember there's a specific photo of him biting his lip. He's tough. got his hair straightened. He's got eyeliner on. No. And um, and I'd also like to say, because I was watching uh, Damon Fizzy's video about Brian Stars, and he stated that like at this time, he also started to make tweets, because I was big on Twitter at this point. I don't know if you were, but he no. started to make tweets that pretty much were like Along the lines of, like, baby, please don't cut. Ew. And, um, uh, it's not a phase anymore. Just, like, you know, just yeah. those very stereotypical scene kid quotes. Well, I'm pretty sure Damon Fizzy also stated, like, the reason he was doing this is, like, 
I mean, he was using them for their looks, basically. Oh, you know? absolutely. He all wanted, he saw was hair. Yeah. And that's what that's what Damon Fizzy said. All yeah. he saw was hair. Yeah. And he turned himself into that, which I think is so weird to just, like... Change your whole personality for yeah. money Did as well Did he think well people as... weren't going to, like, see what he was doing? Like, we saw what he was doing, obviously, and he wanted people to see, but I don't think he realized we could see right through what he was doing, you know? I think he thought his audience was a lot dumber than... They really were. Yeah, because, I mean, even at, you know, however old I was, 14 or 15 or whatever it may be, I knew that something was off when he yeah. started to look this way. And it, it made me see him in a completely different light. It made me uncomfortable because yeah, me uncomfortable. I did not see him that way. As we said plenty of times, his trademark look was that Air Apostle jacket, curly yeah. little blonde hair. Yeah. You know, and that's what made him stand out. And for him to completely change that was so cringe. It took to change it to look like the 16 and 17 year olds he surrounds himself exactly. with. Exactly. That was the weird part. And the thing is, too, like, what rewatching these videos, these MDU videos, and looking at the comments from that time are so funny because people are like, what are you doing to yourself, Brian? Why do you look like that? Nobody was on board. No. I mean, at least to my knowledge. No. Nobody was on board with this transition that he did. And I also remember, because I don't think it's in our script and it's something I wanted to mention, mm -hmm. that, um, so, at this point, he was posting those cringy tweets, whatever, and um, I noticed that he was replying to a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I made a tweet that was like, I love you, Brian, or right. like something like that, yeah. and I got a response, and it was like, oh. I love you too, like heart. Yeah. I remember fan-fucking-girling, like that wow, was my yeah. header on Twitter for a little bit. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, I was telling all my friends about it, but I was watching Damon Fizzy's video about Brian Stars, and he stated that he had a team. Oh. would go through and which I mean a lot of people do that's it's not the worst thing he's done right but um that would go through and reply to all these people to you know encourage engagement to make them feel so it, it but it is kind of messed up because I was over there thinking the Brian stars just replied to my right. tweet yeah oh my goodness you know yeah. I was freaking out about it but now knowing that it actually wasn't him which that makes so much sense thinking back on like how he thought about MDE and like how we thought about the world, really, you know, like yeah. the wanting more engagement and thinking that that's going to get him somewhere. And yeah, well, because Damon Fizzy also said that he referred to like Shannon and Alex as like the scene queens who are going to, mm -hmm. you know, bring in so many views because like, yeah, that's at, that how we point, look at people. that point, that's what the videos that I was watching was I was watching a lot of scene girls change their hair as my favorite videos right. was when scene girls would go from like dark hair to light blonde, yeah. and light blonde to blue, and right. they cut their hair, put in their extensions. Like I love those videos yeah. and I think he knew that and he knew that he could put them on my digital he escape. He off of that, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a businessman for better or for worse. But pretty soon after it had started, my digital escape was over. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, it was. On May 14th, 2016, a video titled Saying Goodbye was uploaded to the MDE channel. In the seven-minute seven video, Alex Stormay, Johnny Gilbert, and Brian himself discuss not feeling it anymore regarding the channel and posting videos and thank their fans for their support. They explain that even though MDE is over, they will continue their own individual careers separate from the channel and how this is a time to heal themselves and feel happy again. So my reaction to this, I wasn't devastated as I would have been if a no. band broke up. I feel like I was past, kind of past my emo phase at this point. Yeah. And the short span of what, like a year and a half <laughs> when it started, you know, but I don't remember being too messed up. I remember like hearing about it and being like, whoa, that's crazy, you know, yeah. sad, but 
it wasn't life-changing for me, to no, say the it, least. It didn't break my heart, that's no. for sure. Um, and it, it, The main reason as to why I feel like it didn't break my heart is I was still kind of in my my scene phase, a little bit more secretive, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Excuse me, I'm drinking Mountain Dew. But... Um, <laughs> I wasn't really interested in seeing all of them together all the time, and I really mm -hmm. didn't like the videos that Brian was in. No. I, at that point, I was starting to get old enough to feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. by the type of well, setting that he yeah, set. Yeah, but like as it went on, you could see them get more and more uncomfortable towards yeah. the end. You could see them just life drained out of all their yeah. eyes, you know? And they said in the, um, at least mine my memory, they said that in the videos that they would still continue to make videos together. And yeah, that's what they I said held that, on. Yeah. So I was like, you know, screw a collab channel. I, I like all these people together. So it doesn't really matter Bottom, to me where yeah. the channel, like whatever channel it's on, I'm going to get to see them together again. Exactly. And so I wasn't too messed up about it. However, though. <laughs> yes. Was it actually over? Four months after the goodbye video was posted, another video had been uploaded to the original MDE channel announcing a My Digital Escape 2.0, which has since been deleted. Basically, in MDE 2.0, Brian Stars was the only remaining original member, with six other new members that included Diego, whatever his last name is, he's it's scum, fine. so it doesn't matter, Danny Edge, Eugenia Cooney, and Chris O'Fling. There you go. <laughs> Shortly after this was posted, Original My Digital Escape members put out their own videos, which basically exposed Brian and explained that they had no affiliation, nor were they okay with what was going on. Not only did original MDE members make these videos, but so did other people outside of the collaboration channel who had known Brian and been affiliated with him in the past. All of these videos called Brian out for some pretty sick things that were happening behind the scenes of the channel. And the response videos made by the original members, Alex Dorme, Shannon Taylor, and Johnny Gilbert, they stated that they had to be vague or else they would get sued. Brian Stars was not mentioned by name, except in Shannon's video, but it was implied that he was the member who they were talking about. However, they don't hold back on detailing what he had done to them behind the scenes and exposing the person he really was. The recurring theme that encompassed almost every video made about Brian was about how he was money-hungry and self-obsessed and the lengths he would go to boost his own image. In short, Brian was a member of MDE, but also the manager of the channel and everyone involved. He, re he required members to sign a contract before they officially joined the channel and this led to some pretty shady events. Shannon Taylor, in her MDE 2.0 response video, claimed that before she got accepted into MDE, she was a longtime fan of Brian Starr's ever since she was 12. She also states that her own parents and even her lawyer didn't think her joining was a good idea. Everyone got a bad vibe from Brian. Again, personal experience. My entire family got a horrible vibe from Brian, and my lawyer also did. And they advised me very strongly to not go through and sign over to his management. The conditions I was given was that if I was going to be on MDE, I had to be on Brian's management and pay him a percentage of all of my earnings, which seems fair. Management, that's what's supposed to happen. However, he didn't do, in my personal opinion, he did not fulfill his duties as a manager. And so he was pretty much just taking a cut of my paycheck every month and making it hard for me to survive on the money I was making and just kind of sat back and terrorized the MDE channel. Shannon also explains that Brian orchestrated and decided every video without allowing input from any other members. This resulted in no one 
picking who they would make videos with, them being forced to make videos about their depression, and being forced into sexual videos when none of them were okay with it, and knew that the channel demographic was girls aged 12 to 15. Shannon also details a group discussion in which members brought up emotional concerns to Brian, with the discussion turning verbally violent and aggressive, and Brian responding, if it's not broke, don't fix it. In other words, if it's making money, why, cha why change it? In Shannon's video, she also, very vaguely for her own legal sake, described the MDE tour that occur occurred right before the end of the channel. She states that none of them wanted to go on tour, yet Brian saw it as a good opportunity to grow the channel. During the tour, she explains that Brian basically sets himself up to have the most time on stage and didn't listen to any input on other members and what they thought would be best for the audience. She talks about how money was an issue and how she and Kyle David Hall consistently pestered him about why he was keeping certain things secret and how they weren't receiving their share. The minute they got back from the tour, they were quote-unquote kicked out of My Doodle Escape without any closure on what they were owed for for the tour. Johnny Gilbert's video on the situation also goes into detail on Brian's greed and manipulation and, Brian's, and how Brian turned the channel into a business. Uh, Mr. Slithery Snake Snake bought the channel, uh, My Digital Escape, which means Alex, me, Kyle, all the members that were in the channel, we don't own it. We don't own My Digital Escape, even though we were all, you know, a part of the channel since the beginning. We don't, we don't own the channel because we didn't legally buy it because we're not shitty human beings who are going to restart it without their friend's permission or, um, as they considered me, their brother or, you know, someone that they lived with for a long time. Like, we're, we're not going to stab them in the back that hard at all. Like, we would never do that. But this person, Mr. Snakey Snake, Slithery Snake Fucker, um, they're doing that. Isn't that fucking great? That's so cool. That's so good. I, I really always tried to look for the good in them. Or uh, him, sorry. I really try to look for the good in him, Mr. Snake. And there's no good. There's just shit piled on shit. This person is awful, in my opinion. Like, really... I, in my opinion, I really think this is probably the worst YouTuber on YouTube. My Digital Escape was a great channel. It was really fun while it started, but it just became something that this person wanted to make money off of. That's all it was, is money. And all I guess every member was, was just money. Like how much money you can make off this person. How much money you can make off this person. Hey, if this person doesn't make you enough money or get enough views, we'll kick them off the channel. That's like literally how he talked. In Alex Dorme's video, she explains how she initially thought of Brian as a friend and even family, yet he would manipulate and force her to make videos she didn't want to make or put her in really uncomfortable situations in order to gain popularity and or money. And we all still want to make videos together, and we will. Like, we will continue to, like, collab and stuff when we can, but it's just... I don't understand how someone who claimed to be our friend and our family member in this channel, who is now restarting it with all new people, just blatantly used us for like views fame and money like there were quite a few videos made on that channel that we didn't want to make and i i most definitely was not okay with making my relationship public at that time on that channel i'm not going to go into detail but i it wasn't Johnny's fault whatsoever. Like, he's perfect. He's fine. Please don't, like, think anything negative of him. He's great. But it's just... There was a lot of messed up stuff and a lot of stuff that we were told to do for views and because it would grow us and a lot of that. 
And I was 16, no, I was 17 at the time of those videos. So I didn't honestly, I had never really experienced anything like being around people like that. So I didn't entirely like know how to not. There are so many other videos detailing the sliminess of Brian, but we suggest watching MDU members' videos of their accounts. Mm -hmm. And also, also, <laughs> the Fizzy's video on the situation, because he explains it pretty well. Basically, though, it's obvious this guy was shady, nasty, greedy, and just generally not a good person. Yep. Of course, Brian responded to all of this hate with an apology video that no one really accepted and tried to continue on with his own personal channel, but eventually gave up because the whole internet hated him. Mm-hmm. Still do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wanted to say, you know, all of the videos have this consistent theme of Brian was wanting to take 20% of their income. Yes. But he was also not doing the manager responsibilities, according no. to Damon Fizzy. would not ship out their merch, would no. not do anything like that. He just wanted the label of manager and the 20%. He was right. not doing his part for that at all. No, yeah. As Shannon said in, like, her video, she was saying, like, that they would all come to Brian and be like, just, like, be just a manager or be just in the group, you know? Like, yeah. you can't be both. You could be good at one or the other, but you can't be both. But he was so greedy, and he wanted attention as well as money and fame, you know? Like, he couldn't stop himself, you yeah. know? He had to, like, take all their money, but also he wanted to be the face of everyone. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, I think at this, especially, like, towards the end of my digital escape, and, you know, when Brian was the manager and all that, um, I think he started to realize that his image on the internet was only going to be good if he could continue to do interviews with bands. That's the only thing right. that truly made him different from everybody else. Because these yeah. YouTube videos, you know, we, as we said before, we weren't watching it for Brian. Right. I don't want to see a 28, however old he is, with a bunch of 17-year-olds. Because I can sure see that. Now. Yeah. Because I can see that the dynamic is completely off and weird and unsettling. And so he knew that he had to just keep on doing interviews. or he, And so I think he was just trying to stay as relevant as he could. Oh, yeah. Because he knew that his downfall was coming. But it didn't work. <laughs> no. He can't. I mean, it was impossible for him to come back. Yeah. But anyways, in April of 2017, a new collab channel called Our World Away posted a trailer of sorts. Our World Away was basically the MD 2.0 that never happened and didn't include Brian Starr's. It consisted of five out of the seven original members of MDE, Johnny, Alex, Kyle, Jordan, and Jaden. It was basically the same format as MDE originally was as well, without the sexual videos or the vis visible uncomfortableness you could see in the MDE videos. And there was no brine to steal everyone's money and make them miserable. Now, I know you said you didn't watch Our World Away that much, but... No, no, I was a little bit out of and I keep on saying scene phase it wasn't it was not a phase <laughs> yeah but um it's sorry there's a cat trying to get in <laughs> <laughs> but um and so I, I only watched a couple of videos I remember being enticed because you know all of my favorite members from my digital escape were making another video yeah or another channel and so I was I knew about it I just didn't delve into it had I would if it had happened like two yeah. years ago or I two don't, years before yeah. then I don't know why I was so enthralled with it, because I also wasn't really, I was kind of distancing myself from the, you know, emo phase. I'm getting distracted by the cat. Um, but, 
Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. A little yeah. disclaimer real quick. So, we are in my new room, yeah. and um, I have my cat here. She has to be introduced to five other cats. Get her. She's, like, forcing her nose under the door. She has to be introduced to five other cats, and Google told me to keep her in one room and keep a door separated from the other cats to let her sniff them out, and right now, let me tell you, she is sniffing. She is, like, shoving her nose, like, in the crack of the door underneath because the other cat was like reaching her paw underneath trying to get in zelda was like let me talk to her yeah we had the other cats in here while zelda wasn't here and we let them sleep with us because they're sweet little kitties Mm -hmm. and i knew that my cat was going to be the issue yeah and she is (laughs) she's a fighter yeah so if we get distracted it's because um there's a lot of cat action yeah so much cat action but um anyways i liked our world away i remember when it came out and i was very excited um, uh, the only thing I was disappointed in was Shannon wasn't there, but she probably yeah. had her own personal reasons. I don't blame her, but the videos were fun to watch. I mean, like I said, like the uncomfortableness wasn't there. I didn't feel weird watching it for some reason, but I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't understand why they, I think, uh, I don't know if they had a reason to stop, but, um, yeah. Cause I mean, to my knowledge, I think they're all still pretty close to this day from, well, Kind of. I know Alex and Johnny don't talk. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, like, f- at least they're not... The rest of them. I was about to say, they're not... They don't hate each other. Yeah, they don't hate each other, and they don't hate each other because of Our World Away. Like, so right. like, nothing nothing happened with Our World Away that yeah. caused some, like, yeah. turmoil, at least to our knowledge. Exactly. The channel was uh, much more short-lived than the previous collab channel, MDE. A video titled Our World Away Hi- Hiatus was posted in December of 2017, and the channel has been silent since then. Since then, not really much has happened. Brian Stars has been silent on the internet, and former MDE members are living their best lives with their music careers and still posting on YouTube. The last update regarding Brian was Johnny posting a series of TikToks, putting Brian on blast, in quotes. According to Johnny, Brian has been harassing him along with other former members consistently through the years. In the TikToks, Johnny shows some very weird texts that Brian had sent him. Brian sends, in quotes, Hey, Mr. Six Inches, are you just bored and craving attention? Stop posting me on your channel for views. Thanks. End quote. In these videos, after showing the very nasty text from Brian, Johnny accuses him of some other pretty nasty stuff. Holy fucking shit, this guy, man, this fucking guy. All right, so I said I wasn't gonna make any more videos on this guy, but he texted me again, and I had to block him after this because he won't shut the fuck up. Brian Stars wanted, in my opinion, I'm not gonna body shame him, but he's not handsome in my opinion. That's fair to say. He texted me this, and uh, you can just read it all. Just don't ask to suck my dick again. I, where the fuck is he making this up? Did he have a dream, a wet dream about me asking to suck his dick? Then he says, have fun living with mommy, which is like, whatever, dude, I'm 24. I should have been living with my mom when I was 16 when you were living with me, but okay, bro. You remember when you were forcing me to drink alcohol and some other MDE members to drink alcohol as minors? And I fucking, the only time I ever blacked out was when I was with you as a 16 year old. I don't know who writes this guy's like fucking insults. Is he just still like typing like he's on Twitter? My love for you was bulletproof. Is he still saying this shit? I can guarantee he's going to either email me or text me from a new number again. Cause this guy's obsessed. He's in love with me. He's obviously in love with me. Let me tell you this though. When I got out of my breakup with Alex and we haven't been together, uh, I haven't dated anyone nor am I into dudes. 
Like, I'm not. I don't think I- And I can guarantee the last guy I would ever go for is Brian. Also, who asked to suck somebody's dick? I'm pretty sure most people want to get their dick sucked, not suck dick, but that's just my, you know, interpretation on it. Anyways, this guy literally had me drinking as a minor. He had me doing sexual videos with my friends, like, encouraging it, encouraging us to do our first kisses for content. Uh, fucking taking our percentages of our money and now he is 30 something uh, Angry at all of his ex-friends because they don't want to hang out with him anymore And he's calling them whores and body shaming them and making up rumors about them wanting to suck their dick and all this fucking weird shit You're 30 bro. I don't know what the fuck you're doing But enjoy the MDE money that you got because you got a lot of it and oh no I have to live with my mom because I fucking got dumped. Oh no, I'm 24 and I live with my mom good roast dude also, apparently I have a six inch wiener. What kind of insult is that? Like, isn't that average? <laughs> what is he thinking? Also, how would you know that I had a six inch wiener? That's kind of sus, bro. Like, that's a little weird. I always thought of you as like a brother, but I think you always thought of me as someone that you could probably maybe date someday, which is strange because I lived with you when I was 16. It's kind of creepy. But remember, I'm the piece of shit. I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Not the guy that took our money and, you know, obviously had us doing sexual videos that we weren't comfortable with. I'm the bad guy. My bad, Brian. I'm sorry, dude. Hey, just enjoy uh, the legacy that you left on the internet. Being somebody that people used to watch to get away from their life and now being somebody that people just love to make fun of. Anyways, man, uh, just stop texting me and stop talking shit to my friends. No one's scared of you. You look like a fucking naked mole rat, bro. Come on. Get the fuck out of my face. I wish you the best, though. Sort of. Sure. Not really. If you already didn't hate Brian Stars, we hope you hate him now. And there's more reason to hate him that we didn't really go into, but we're gonna go into pretty soon with other people. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how much we want to say, but... Yeah, because we, we want to make another video that, that still does relate to Brian Stars, or it's a small yeah. part of... of well, a small part of a big thing. Yeah. I guess we could say. We're gonna talk about Austin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I guess. Work that band-aid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, he, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to him. He's a complicated and horrible... Horrible, I don't even want to call man. him a man. No. Horrible. I was about to call him one, but I don't even want to call him that. He doesn't deserve that. Horrible. He's just a piece of rotten toenail trash. What an insult. <laughs> but it's accurate. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um. Well, honestly, it was crazy. I think those... TikToks that Johnny posted was like what in 2021, like pretty recent, if not 2022. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was January of this year. Really? So it was and really. It was so crazy to see Brian act the exact same way as he did what fucking five years ago. You, you know, as as like I don't know. I'd say decent human beings. You know, it, you'd like to think like he went through all that, and the reason he left the internet was to like think on himself and like yeah. try to better himself and erase what he has done but no he is still like as uh johnny said in in the tiktoks like he's still going around calling you know the girls in the group whores and like harassing them still it's like what what are you and trying the, to gain from that and the only thing that he has to say to these you know girls and boys is for johnny to like make fun of his dick say that he's seen his dick yeah it's which weird. is so weird like that's all you have like johnny can be like oh you stole money from me you are a horrible person right. here's a b c d as to why you're a horrible person yeah. and brian's like you get a tiny dick right like yeah. that's so fucking what a cringy. comeback yeah at 32 years old to be saying that shit he's and, miserable and why 
why are you trying to remember the time that you saw a 16 or 17 year old's dick and bring that up to him and why are you insulting six inches when that is average (laughs) no johnny even says that in his tiktok like (laughs) that's such a weird insult because isn't that average like it's not offensive like you you tried but you you missed miserably you know yeah and it's so it's so crazy it literally feels like I'm on the playground arguing. I'm, you know, say I'm eight and I'm arguing with a six-year-old. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> and they, you know, say some cringy stuff or whatever yeah. it may be. It truly is what it feels like. It's me being like, you hurt my feelings. And being like, well, you're fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what he's trying to do there. It's just, you know, even though our last episode we were very much like, Things aren't cringe. Nobody's cringe. But you know what? Brian's a horrible person, so he is I was is about cringe. to say, we are following our number one golden rule of cringe, yeah. and it's, they can be cringe if they're a horrible person. And he's a major horrible person. The and horrible I feel person. like people don't talk about how horrible of a person he is enough. Like, people who were in, who saw MD, MD happen, you know, like, they know. Yeah. But, like, you know, he's not on that level of, like, everyone on the internet knows yeah you know what yeah I mean? well see i saw this interview that um johnny gilbert did with some guy who has a podcast mm-hmm. i'm not sure what his name is but um the guy from the podcast kept on being like oh well when i met brian he was really nice and you know i he was very sweet when i met him i hope y'all can work through this and stuff that's how and a like, lot of like the most horrible people are you know they're yeah. nice to your face you know most of the time like yeah and they have an outside appearance of being like nice and friendly yeah. But they're not. Yeah. You know? Well, Damon Fizzy said that he, in his mind, he had two different versions of Brian. And that mm-hmm. was business Brian and friend Brian. Right. And he knew from the get-go, because he was offered to join My Digital Escape multiple times. Mm-hmm. But he declined it because he knew what business Brian was like because he had done a tour with him prior mm-hmm. to My Digital Escape forming. And he knew how money-hungry and uh, just berserk he can get. Yep. And so he said you know i don't he wanted to be affiliated with his friend but he did not want to be affiliated with business brian he's you know soon figured out that it was all business brian he's just a horrible person yeah there is no such thing as friend brian yeah yeah and that all he wanted was you know videos and content from damon fizzy yeah but um but yeah i mean just a completely slimy grimy horrible nasty man person yeah so once again if you didn't hate him before we hope you hate him now and are aware that this went on. I feel like it's important, but once again, I feel like it's not talked about enough. Yeah, and, like, another thing is, um, so, you know, Alex and Johnny dated. I'm pretty sure if you were into My Digital Escape, you yes. know that. But, and I feel like a lot as to why the relationship didn't last was because they didn't want to be public. Brian made them be no, public exactly. because of the clout. I'm, I don't know who, if Alex or Johnny said that. Alex, Alex said it Did in her, uh, yeah, okay, in her yeah. video. I don't remember which escape. one, but yeah, she was saying like she and Johnny did not want to make that public, but Brian basically forced them. And he could do that because he had them under contract and he could do whatever he wanted to them. And he knew exactly what he was doing, putting these, what, 16, 17... Maybe a little bit older. I'm pretty sure they were 16, 17 yeah. at the time. Yeah, putting these young kids in contracts, knowing that they don't know any better, especially coming from the perspective of, you know, my friend wouldn't do me wrong. My right. friend wouldn't just yeah. put me into a twisted contract. Like, exactly. I don't have to go over all the fine print of this because exactly. this is my friend doing this. That's, yeah, that's exactly what Alex also said in her video. Like, I thought of him as a friend, like almost family Yeah, at a point, you know? Like, I thought really highly of him and then for him to do that to me it's just painful you know like I can't imagine how 
horrible that must feel, you know? Yeah, no, I, I truly... He's manipulative. Yeah, and I mean, even with the second My Digital Escape, like, you know, they had their videos saying that they had worked so hard on it, on My Digital Escape, and um, that... Sorry. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, so they had their videos talking about, you know, MDE 2.0 and how they had no say in it because Brian had bought the rights to My Digital right. Escape. And... um. And unlike, you know, Our World Away, where they had a different name, he was just using the same name. And the, uh, like, Alex and Shan were saying, like, you know, don't send hate to these new My Digital Escape members, because I bet they're getting manipulated just like we were. Well, I feel like Shan brought up a good point in her video, too. Like, like don't send hate, first of all, because they probably don't know. But a part of her was, like, calling, you know, telling, what well, she, like, said in her video, you know, like, there's a part of them that has to, like, know, and a part of them that is just as slimy as Brian if they're doing this, because they have to know. Yeah. And we've, and she said, even, too, like, at least her, I don't know if other members had, like, reached out to them and be like, don't do this, yeah. you know? But yet they still were going to go through with it. Yeah, I, I truly, you know, just to screw, or fuck some of the members. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that, too. Yeah. But... I'm so sorry. Yeah, Beautiful. So Keeping hoping, that in. I was hoping that I got the mic far away enough from my face. <laughs> Mountain Dew again. <laughs> but um, I just am wondering if behind the scenes, Brian was spinning this narrative in his way as he always does. And um, just making it making it seem like it really wasn't that bad of an idea. And that he had the rights to this channel, so it doesn't even matter that, you know, yeah. all the work that the previous members had put into it. That's just giving them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I don't know yeah. shit about shit. I just truly feel sorry that they had to go through that stuff. You yeah, know? so young, too. So young. And they're, you know, from my, from what I've seen, I don't know them personally, but I feel like they are decent people, you know? Yeah. And I looked up to them as a kid, and I still do look up to them, you know? Yeah, well, I, I can tell you wholeheartedly that never once as a kid did I look up to Brian Stars. No. Never I once did not- I care about him whatsoever. No, I was, I would... Cared about him when he released a video of my favorite band, a new, you know, a new interview. Oh, yeah. That's when I cared about him, but I never cared yeah. about him as a person. I mean, anybody can yeah. ask those questions. He just was the one who had the idea. He's the one who started it. Yeah, and, and so... But I, it didn't matter that it was him. Yeah, no, I, I did not care. And I remember, my goodness, I remember when I first saw Shut Up and Kiss Me. Oh, uh, God. His music video. Oh, God. And even then, I crawled back into my body and fucking cringed because yes. it was a horrible music video. It literally was, it was just so like, bad. he just took all of these punk fucking lyrics. Like pop punk. Yeah, pop punk yeah. lyrics and just threw them all into one song. It's like pop really punk cohesive. like threw up. Yeah. And that was the result. I completely agree with you. It, like, like we said before about the cozy representative, like he goes more into detail about that stuff. So if you really want to see it, I highly suggest watching it because he explains some music well shows some clips from the video and shows like some of the clips of the music itself and it is horrible just so horrible it was a weird phase it was like right when he was changing his look too he was like trying to make a persona yeah which was mm, so nasty he's nasty yeah i uh i hope that i don't we don't hear from him again <laughs> you know, I've I've been kind of thinking about that. I'm like, I, it's kind of weird that he's doing all the. What is he doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, if he's ha, if he has the time right now to 
consistently, uh, you know, harass members? Like, what? Is he planning something? You know what I mean? Like, does he expect to come back? That was very ominous. He's planning something. (laughs) But I feel like, honestly, he is kind of a scary person. Yeah, I think he... I mean... From the way he's harassing other members, you can tell he's not changed. So I bet he still is back there thinking, how can I make a comeback? How can I make more money? Um, I wonder if he thinks that somehow this will just die down. Yeah. And then he'll be able to just come back and no one will have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I He seems like the person that would just, like, think that. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, just an example another example of how nasty brian stars is Mm. is if you do watch damon fizzy's video there's a clip in there and it's so weird to watch oh my goodness i was coming out of my skin watching this but basically it was one of the first times that damon fizzy had ever met brian stars and they were recreating um certain situations just like skits you know and brian told him to reenact uh, you know, sexual assault. And Ugh. it was so... And you could tell, like, Damon Fizzy kept on being like, oh, I don't I joke about that. this. I don't I don't like to joke about that stuff. Oh, this is so bad. Oh, this is so that. weird. And Brian was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's funny. It's a joke. It's, it's a joke. Funny. And it's not. You don't make a joke of that stuff. And to make somebody so uncomfortable to reenact that... To, like, also, like, Obviously, Damon was so uncomfortable, but the fact that he kept going and saying, do it, like, it's and fine, And he posted the it. video. It's mind-boggling, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine, because, like, um, I think it was Johnny or Damon who said that Brian drank quite frequently, mm. but um, I can't imagine if this was what he was like on camera. I bet that How all of the members, that? yeah, oh. I bet all of the members from My Digital Escape have so many nasty stories, and I bet they're holding back so much shit because of Probably. how, you know, Sue, Sue Savvy, Sue Savvy. <laughs> um, freaking <laughs> Brian Stars is, yeah, that they're holding a lot of stuff back that... I, I bet we just have half of the story it's of probably how nasty like, he is. You know, like, if any of y'all have watched The Boys, like a Homelander situation, you know, like he has this exterior, you yeah. know, that like people see him as, but behind the scenes he does the most vile, horrible stuff Yeah, that no one could imagine, you know? Yeah. I it's... feel like he's that type. No, not as bad, probably not murderous. No. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I not going to say murders. that, but like, you know, just that concept of like, you know, we already know he's bad, but God, what could he be doing when he knows no one's watching? Yeah. I am so glad that he does not have a platform anymore. This is somebody well, that we'll hope luckily it stays well, that way. <laughs> yeah. This is somebody that luckily the bullying worked and they do not have a platform where they can make money off worked. of anymore. <laughs> exactly. But other than Brian Stars, I think it's very important to say before we go that, you know, you should go and check out all the other members, and a lot of them have music out, and it's actually really good. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I love it. Especially Johnny. His music smacks. Yeah, I like So Johnny's does Shannon's. Music. Sh- oh my Shannon's god. Shannon's always been so talented. She is. And she she's always been my favorite, so I'm gonna show a little bias here, but you should check out her music. And also, once again, like we said, you should watch their videos about the situation, because, you know, they were there, and they can word it better, and they it's first-hand experience for them, so... But anyways, you should support them and keep in mind that Brian's horrible and they've had to go through that. Yeah, you know? at such a young age and they're still good people. 
and they're still talented. Yep. And they're still living their lives. Yeah. I, I need to check up on Kyle David Hall. I, uh, I he was my did. he was my favorite. That was my oh, little boy. baby boy. Yeah. I remember Connie so well. Do you remember Connie? Yes, of yeah. course I do. Which I remember, I think Johnny said recently, like, something about Connie. Like, in a joke. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I watch his videos and I, I don't, like... You know, sometimes I'll watch a video from, like, a year ago, and then, like, recently, and it all just gets yeah, muddled. Blurred I don't know if it was recent or not, you Yeah. Know? But, um, I remember him saying something about how Connie is still alive and how they still talk and stuff, and I respect that. I mean, like we said, they're all still close, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, as they should, it's kind of, like, trauma-bonded, you know? Yeah, yeah, they've <laughs> <laughs> they're together for life. Exactly. Well, I think but, that's all we have to say on... Yeah, our, we, we've been so excited about this episode, because yeah. we... You know, this was one of the first scandals that I was actually there for, and I didn't just have to read about. We you watch know? all of it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And we have the real hatred, you know, the first-hand hatred. Exactly. So, anyways, we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this one, and once again, we hope you hate Brian Stars. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye.